I feel like I should win a gold medal. <laughs> not really. I'm being sarcastic. Not even sarcastic. Just dumb. Um, so, I don't even know where to start this off. Where do we want to kick off? Um, this week has sucked. Like, when I say a sucky week, usually I mean like, oh, my Amazon package didn't get delivered on time, and I stubbed my toe. Like, you know, things that are just like, bleh. Like, they just are inconveniences. Um, this week was a completely different level of suckery. It was kind of like, I can't even think of a good analogy because I don't think I have processed it. I probably shouldn't even be recording this episode. I hope my family members aren't listening to this episode. (laughs) Um... So, you can tell by the title, death, oh my gosh, did you just hear my my little bubbles in my throat? Okay, anyway, um, <laughs> this episode's called Death, Watermelon Trees, and what was the other one that I called it? You guys know it. I wrote it down and now I can't even remember it. Please hold. Death, Watermelon Trees. And signs from the other side. So let's start there. I purchased a book on Amazon a week ago called Signs by Laura Lynn Jackson. It's actually, it's called, I'll put the link in the description. It's called Signs, the Secret Language of the Universe by Laura Lynn Jackson, New York Times bestselling author of the light between us. I started reading it and she's a medium. She's a psychic medium. So she talks to people who have passed on. And I randomly bought this book. It was in my list and I have like a bunch of books that I've wanted to read. And I always just like put them in my Amazon list and I had to order some stuff for my grandma. And I was like, you know what? Let's just throw in a book. I don't know why what possessed me. Usually I will only buy books when I need to read books. Like I need new ones to read. And I have quite a few in my queue like that I'm planning on reading the rest of the summer. So I didn't even need a new book. But I felt like, YOLO, let's buy a new book. (laughs) And I had, like I said, a bunch of different ones for whatever reason. I impulsively bought this one and when I started reading it, it's about all of these different stories of people who have connected with their children, their significant others, their family members, um, close friends that have passed on and they receive these signs from the universe. And Laura is kind of this you know, connector between the two worlds. And she talks about like how when people pass away, like they're not always really gone. Like they may not physically be here, but they're in a different space. And and it's a really great book. And I was kind of, I was telling my friend, Dr. Tristan Sophia, because I was telling her, like, I always send her pictures of the books I'm reading and she's like, how is it? And I was like, it's really good. 
but I don't have anyone. I do, but I don't really have anyone that's close to me that has passed away in my life. I'm really, really grateful. Um, my great grandmother's one of them passed when I was really young and the other one passed when I was still in high school, but she had had a stroke. So basically my entire life, like I wasn't extremely close with her. Like I knew her, she came to dinners and everything, but when she passed, it didn't feel, she went in her sleep. It was like, you know, completely, I don't want to say normal, but it was like everything was, you know, already kind of we knew she was going to pass away, um, or we didn't. She went in her sleep, but it was just a different experience. So I didn't realize reading this book, I was like, okay, so all of these people have had people who have crossed over and they get these signs. And I was like, well, I don't know what my signs are because <laughs> I mean, I've had a dog, like death hasn't been a major theme in my life. So fast forward to this past Saturday, if you guys don't know, and I haven't actually talked about this because I try to keep certain parts of my life private and particularly my family life private. Why? One, I don't think that it's, I don't, how, I'm sorry you guys that my words are all jumbled because that's just been my week. I keep my family life private because I already share so much of myself online and I know that my family members didn't sign up to be in the online space and to be Googled or like whatever. So I've just always kept family and relationships very, very private. So to make a very long story short, my grandmother has Parkinson's and she's had it for quite a few years and Parkinson's isn't one of those diseases that, well, I guess I shouldn't say it. I'm not a doctor, BTW, if I need to put, even put a disclaimer, I'm just sharing my own experience. The little knowledge that I have, I recognize I did not go to medical school, <laughs> but with her Parkinson's, it has always been manageable with her medication. Obviously, as she's gotten older and her, the disease has progressed, it has also led to inevitably dementia. If you get Parkinson's, you will inevitably get dementia because Parkinson's attacks your muscles, your brain is a muscle, blah, 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 blah. So, oh, sorry, I'm like sighing so much through this. I hope you guys are like making it through. Um, long story short, she's been in and out of the hospital for the last month and a half. And this past weekend, she had a procedure done and basically the doctors have said that the part of her brain that controls hunger is no longer working and that's what parkinson's does it shuts down parts of the brain to the point where you like forget to eat you forget to feel hunger you forget to know when to use the restroom you forget to sleep so you get and then there's hallucinations and nightmares and basically inevitably like you won't be able to swallow um, and then it will start targeting your larger organs like your heart your lungs your kidneys so your body basically forgets to function in the most layman's terms Parkinson's when it gets to this stage 
your body just and your mind are basically fighting and your mind just starts shutting things down. Your brain starts shutting organs down. And that is the stage that we are at with my grandmother. And it is extremely difficult to watch someone um, go through this because it's not my grandmother. There's still like parts of her personality that come up. Um, but for the most part, it doesn't feel like she's physically here. Everyone phys- she is physically here, but like mentally here. I'm sorry. So this week has just been taking it day by day, trying to get through it until today where her, when her procedure was to insert a feeding tube and um that goes in your stomach not the kind that like goes through your nose (laughs) just that I'd clarify um and yeah it was just this reality of that there's going to be her transition of life is is eminent it's coming it's inevitable and it didn't really feel real until this week and (laughs) to top this off. I swear all of this is going to like come full circle. So I bought the book, The Signs or Signs, and then my grandmother's in the hospital and I get this note on my door on my apartment on Thursday, last Thursday that says, hey, AT&T, I shouldn't even say their name. We don't give free promos. A cable company (laughs) is coming to install fiber optic wiring or whatever fiber optics in your apartment building so we need you to clean this closet out so we can go in there and drill and it will be Tuesday through Thursday from 8 to 5 p.m and you can schedule an appointment this is just when we're coming and if you have pets you need to put them behind the door so I'm like mother trucker so this weekend I spent the entire weekend reorganizing my kitchen cleaning like a mad woman. Why? I don't know. When I get in these modes of like, oh, I just need to clean this one thing, it turns into like an entire, I need to like uh, purge everything that I've ever owned that I don't use. Because I knew I was like, this is a good opportunity. I can clean out my closet, like donate things, whatever. So I went and bought these like moving boxes and storage boxes because I like needed to move some things around and like reorganize so like literally my apartment is in disarray I have boxes everywhere like I didn't plan well so like I like my clothes don't match I'm like scoundering for clothes in the morning um your girl does not like to get up until (laughs) 8 a.m and Yeah, it's basically been this entire week, random, I don't want to even say strange men because they've actually been really dope and like really nice, but people coming in and out of my apartment since Tuesday and like drilling and, you know, just people in your space. And it's like not a horrible thing. If it was any other week, it wouldn't have been an inconvenience. It would have just been like whatever. But the thing that sucked is like I'm trying to grieve and trying to process all of this with my space 
in complete disarray, random, like, people that I don't know, I would, like, hold it together while they were here, and the second they would leave, I would just start bawling because I would, like, be holding in all of this emotion that I just was, like, I can't cry when these people are in my apartment. (laughs) Like, they'll think I am, like, emotionally unstable, and, like, some of the the people would come to the door and they'd be like, oh, we're doing, we're going to come in in like 30 minutes or whatever. And I would be like, just finished crying in the morning. And I'd be like, okay, like trying to chew my breakfast and like wiping tears off my face. They're like, what is this girl's problem? So yeah, that's been it. Cleo's been an absolute dream of a dog this week. So proud of him. But yeah, I've had random people in, in in my apartment with boxes everywhere. I can't find things. My bathroom, I have like boxes in my bathroom. So I like have to climb over to use the toilet in the most uncomfortable position. Um, climb over things to get into the shower. Like it's just, it has been... <laughs> when I, Like it was such a mess. And then on Tuesday, the first day they were here... Which was, like, the day that I was the most anxious because I didn't really know what to expect. Like, I was, like, I don't think that, like, I didn't know what they were, like, coming in. Like, I didn't know the whole situation. So, that's when my anxiety was, like, a little bit high. I wake up and I look out my window and there is a giant crane (laughs) on the patio. And I'm, like, what is this? And then all of a sudden I hear a giant like and it's a tree trimmer so separate from AT&T drilling and jackhammering literal jackhammers um there's tree trimmers outside and they're like right there like right in front of my because I'm on the first floor so the guys are like standing like literally feet from my patio and I'm just like oh I can't and this is this is what really did me and I almost started I was like I might need to call someone (laughs) because I'm feeling a little overwhelmed so as I'm standing there looking at the tree trimmers hearing the jackhammering I look down and what do I see a trail of motherfucking ants ants a-N-T-S. I'm like, what? After I just scrubbed and cleaned my apartment, like I, cl- I scrubbed the walls, like, and all of a sudden there's this little fucking trail of ants just making a beeline for the dog bowl. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. So now I'm like, wh- I'm like, the people are coming in. I'm trying to clean up these ants. I'm like, oh, I'm worried about my grandma. So it was just like all of these things coming together. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) I was going to check into a hotel. That was my original. Um, my original plan was to go to a hotel. I was like, I'm just going to rent a hotel. It's chill. No worries. And then I looked at the prices of the hotels. Do you know in Southern California? I mean, I don't. I think this is pretty obvious. It's peak vacation season. So a hotel that I would usually pay like 150 
a night, 180 a night, is now 380 a night. Plus, I had to bring my dog with me. So that's like another dog fee per night that I would have to pay. And I was like, literally, okay, I'm going to pay basically my rent in (laughs) hotel fees for these three or four days. I was like, this isn't worth it. I checked Airbnb, the same situation. And plus, most Airbnbs don't allow dogs. Rightfully so. Like, I'm not upset about it. It was just not a financially good, literally an investment at this point, like an investment to go and stay at a hotel in a city that I live in. Like if it was somewhere else, I'd be like, dope, let's go to Santa Barbara, like whatever. But that was not the situation here. So hotel was out, but I was seriously debating biting the bullet after the first day with the tree trimmers and the ants. But luckily that was like a one day thing and we made it through. So as all of this is happening, again, having people in your apartment, like strangers, and it's not that there was anything wrong with these guys. Like they weren't creepy. They weren't rude. They were so cool. Like they came in, they did their jobs, like, you know, whatever. But it was like, you're, I'm trying to go through this like difficult thing. Like, I don't know how I'm going to grieve this. Like that was like my whole thing is like, I don't know what my grieving process is going to look like because I've never gone through it. I've been really, really fortunate to have both sets of my grandparents alive for the for my entire life. So this is a brand new experience for me and an intense one with a ton of emotions. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. And just to not even have my own space and my own comfort zone to do it in has been extremely difficult, but I, I'm, everything is good now. I'm like, fine, you guys, please, please don't worry. But it brought me to like some really interesting things because as I was dealing with all of this, I was like, what the fuck is the message universe? Like, I know that whenever I go through something difficult, there's always a reason. There's always a purpose for it. There's something greater, a bigger picture that I just can't see yet. And I'm like sitting there like, okay, I'm reading this book about signs from the other side. I believe in the universe. Like, what is this? What is it that you guys are trying to tell me? What's the message? What, like, what is this? Like at this, by the, by today, I was like so frustrated with the whole thing because I'm like, what is this? Like, what is the message? Why are you shaking my fucking world right now? And I just happened to like throw it all together when I realized that I had bought that book, Signs. And oh, I'm going to cry. I truly think that whoever, it was my great-grandmother or like she believes in like you have like a team of light who are like your spirit guides and just people who look after you on the other side. That for whatever reason, I decided to purchase that book or this book that day. I hate crying. You guys know this. So for whatever reason, whatever prompted me, I don't think that it was like me making a conscious decision. I think that probably someone sent me this book because they knew that I was really going to struggle with this transition. And I just happened to 
I have it on the coffee table and I looked as I'm like sitting there like what the hell what is the like is this karma did I do something like right like we always turn it back to ourselves like what did I do to deserve this like what why me I know that sounds like such a victim mentality but when this kind of stuff all hits at once you're kind of like shaken up and I just happened to look at the coffee table and see the book signs and I was like oh literally straight in my face it's a sign that the first thing that kind of the word that came to me and words always will randomly pop in my head and the first word that came to me was like just release and I think that when people transition in life to the other side to wherever you believe they go there's always this like element of control that people in the physical world want to have we want to control how things happen how they pass when they pass then what happens after they pass do we cremate them do we bury them do we have a ceremony do we do this do we do that like there's a trust and are we you know abiding by the trust and so and so wants things this way and so and so is questioning this person and there's just all of these things of like this element of control of like it has to be done this way we want her this way or we want this person you know to go in peace or to not go this way and I think the whole my biggest challenge and obstacle in life, I think, is letting go of control is releasing control in situations that I do not have control in. And nature is one of those things. And I heard this Wayne Dyer quote, and I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but it was like I heard it this week and it just stuck with me. And it was that nature never creates a storm that lasts. And that's true. Like all of this stuff, right? Like this, these AT&T people, the tree trimmers, the ants, none of that lasted. It was all temporary. It just happened to have happened to, to all come together at the most inconvenient time for me. But again, it was something that I didn't have control over. I didn't have control over cable people. I didn't have control over tree trimmers and ants and you know, what's happening with my grandma, I have no control over that. And I needed to learn to release it. And I don't know if that is the message of this week, I could be completely off. You know, sometimes you don't know the lesson until further down in your life. As my good friend, Dr. Tristan Sophia always says, you always have 2020 vision looking back. And so I think that is going to be my theme for the next couple of weeks is to just release, to let go of control, to let go of things that I can't control, um, to let go of situations, to let go of people in a healthy way. Not necessarily, I'm not talking about my grandmother in the situation, but just, you know, friends or business people, whatever, like to just let go of things that I need to let go of because I think that I hold so steadfast to things that I just need 
to let go of. I'm good at like letting go of physical things. Like I'm not a hoarder at by any sense of the word. Like I donate a lot of things. Like I don't like to live in clutter, but I think I do hold on to a lot of things emotionally and mentally. And I think that was, I don't know if that's the sign or the lesson or what, but that's going to be my theme for the next couple of weeks. But You're probably wondering at this point, okay, what the hell is a watermelon tree? So this was a funny memory that came to me when I was thinking about my grandmother. Because I get my sense of humor from my grandmother. She is super mischievous and she is such a joker. Like I relate to her in so many ways. And when I was younger, she used to watch me and my cousin and we're like a year, year and a half Um, She's a year and a half older than me. And we would fight like sisters, but I was the mischievous one. Like I would lock her in the shed. (laughs) I would bite her. She would. (laughs) This is actually really funny. When I was a kid, this is like, this is my personality. Like to this day, she used to tell me like, don't put gum in your hair because it will stick. And I was like, no, no, it won't. So I used to just like stick gum in my hair, like just to prove to her that it like wouldn't stick. And well, you guys, (laughs) I don't know if you know, but gum sticks to your hair. And so we were in my grandma's bedroom when this happened. And my cousin like ran into the bathroom like quietly to not like make my grandma think we were up to something and she cut the gum was stuck in my hair so she had to cut a piece of my hair like right in the middle of my head that had gum in it and we flushed it down the toilet and like three weeks later my mom was like what the hell is wrong with your hair why is this piece of hair sticking straight up and yeah me and my cousin got in a lot of trouble for that but I got away with a lot because I think my grandma knew that I was a lot like her like I just like to make people like laugh and I like to be mischievous and like play little jokes on my cousin and my grandma was the same way so she used to let me get away with a lot of things but one of my favorite jokes that she ever did was during the summer because that's when she would watch me and my cousin because I would be out of school and my mom and dad would be at work during the day was she would buy us she would buy these like huge watermelons and she would cut them up and me and my cousin would like eat them and she always used to tell us like to pick out the seeds take out the watermelon seeds and I would always be like why why (laughs) why do I need to take out the seeds why can't I eat the seeds what about the seeds what's wrong with the seeds and I remember I was just being a brat that day and I picked up a seed and I like looked at it and she saw me and she looked at me and I And she was like, you know, after so many times, she was like, don't eat the freaking seeds. What did I do? I looked at the seed. I looked at her. I looked back at the seed and I popped it in my mouth. (laughs) And she got so mad. She was like, do you know what's going to happen to you now that you ate that watermelon seed? Mind you, I'm like five, five at this point, five years old. And I was like, nothing. (laughs) And she goes, no. She goes, you're going to grow a watermelon tree inside of you. And now you're going to have to poop watermelons for the rest of your life. (laughs) 
And I was so traumatized. I was like, oh my God, a five-year-old doesn't know watermelons don't grow on trees. I just imagined this big watermelon (laughs) in my stomach or this big tree with like watermelons hanging down and my stomach getting like really big and like having to poop (laughs) watermelons out. And that is probably one of my favorite stories of my grandmother. And it's just such a testament to her personality. Our entire family has stories like this of like these little lies that she used to tell us as kids to like scare us and to like get us to do things. And it's just it's good to like look back at my grandmother at my grandmother's life and remember it in this way. And even though she hasn't transitioned, it's still the hardest thing about this is grieving someone who is still alive. I think that's the hardest part of this. And again, I think that that's when that release comes in of like, it's okay to let go even if the person is still physically here. I mean, when I say let go, it's like, oh, I'm never like... I'm like done. <laughs> like I'm never going to like think of her or see her again. It's just it's it's beginning the grieving process before someone has completely transitioned. And I think that is the hardest part for me at this moment and that is why I took a, t- a step back from my business and the podcast this week was to deal with the situation and that's another thing. Okay, I just like moved positions. And I'm like very uncomfortable. Hold on. <laughs> like, that's another thing. Sorry, I have a crunchy pillow. Um, I don't want to say deal with this because I feel like the word deal implies that it's like an inconvenience and it's not. It's just life. This is thing. These are real situations that people go through all the time. And. I took a step back because I wanted to process. There we go. There's the word process. I wanted to process through all of this. And I'm so, so grateful for everyone who's reached out and, you know, offered support and just love. Like, it has been so overwhelming. It's been, like, a lot of emotions. (laughs) And I'm like, you guys, it's going to be fine. Um, like my grandmother is still alive. So, but it's still like a difficult situation and that's still something I think I'm still processing it. Like it's only Thursday and I'm going to take the weekend to just really recover, not recover again. Like there's nothing to recover from, but just like give myself space to process everything that has gone on this week. I know this episode was weird and so out of context context with my usual type of content but I really feel like you guys are like the people who listen to the podcast know me so well and know my personality so well and I just didn't feel like posting an Instagram story that was like I had a family emergency was sufficient like there are some things that I think need to be discussed 
And I hope that this con this type of this podcast, you know, is helpful, like because it is something that we've all gone through and we all go through and like or we have those weeks where we're just like, can you add another thing universe to like mess up my entire life or just like make me feel super uncomfortable? So maybe you're having one of those weeks, too. I don't know. Or maybe you'll listen, come back to this episode and be like, wow, I've been through this exact situation or something similar. So, yeah, I'm rambling at this point. I love you guys so, so, so much. And I missed podcasting. I hated having to reschedule podcasts. I hated not producing any content because this is just I I mean, I know more now than ever that this is what I love to do because I've missed it so much this week, even though I was miserable. I was like, I wish I could just, you know, go report, record a podcast. But I knew that that would also be counterproductive. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you guys liked this episode, let me know. Send me an email. I love hearing from you guys. Literally nothing makes me happier than hearing from you guys and reading your emails, reading your DMs and like learning what you learned from an episode or what your takeaways were. I love you guys so, so much. Be kind, be well, great, be great. Can I do that again? Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye.